there, and welcome to the Becoming Fearless podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Lawrence. I'm a certified coach with a master's degree in organizational psychology and over a decade of experience coaching and developing career women like you. This is the podcast where we have a little fun and you learn how to grow in your career and skyrocket your belief of what is possible. Let me guide you to becoming fearless so you can truly have it all. Hello. This week's episode is going to be so fun. We are going to talk about when you know more than your boss. But before we get started, I just want to say it has been a really fun week. My birthday was a couple days ago. I turned 40, which was super fun. We had a quiet celebration at home, so it wasn't typically how we would have had a birthday um, if we weren't in quarantine dealing with this pandemic, but I am super grateful. It was so fun um, to just spend some time at home and celebrate, and it was fun to turn 40 because I learned so many people in my circle didn't realize that that was how old I was and assumed I was younger, and so it brought up some thoughts for me about my corporate life and the assumptions that coworkers and leaders have made just based on my appearance. And I've had my fair share of bosses that made it difficult for me to go to work sometimes. Um, so that was just really interesting. But for my birthday, before we dive into this topic, I have to share that I got um, one of my gifts was the book, The Midnight Sun, which is part of the Twilight series. Okay, I know I said that I'm 40 and Twilight is a young adult novel, but I love the Twilight books and the movies. Um, So the slightly younger version of myself squealed when I learned that a new book was being added. Um, It's no joke though. This book is 600 or more pages, so I'm looking forward to sitting down someday soon to dive in. Those of you that get into this kind of thing, you know who you are. You can be happy about this with me. So if you pick up a copy, let's connect and talk about it. I can't wait to start digging into that. Okay, back to business. What happens when you know more than your boss? This can be a super stressful topic. In 2019, the CDC's National Institute for Occupational Safety and Health published a study that the number of American workers who identify as extremely stressed at work was nearly 40%. Think about that. That is almost half of American workers. So when you look around to your right or left or through the screen in these times, chances are that one out of two of you is feeling extremely stressed at work. Yikes. Your boss, as you know, greatly affects your feelings of stress at work. And when you know more than your boss, eek. It can make the daily activities difficult and just add to your already stressed mindset. You want to work for a great boss, someone you can respect and learn from, but what if your manager isn't good at their job? Or what if you could do their job better? How do you get what you need without making your boss look bad? I know these are things that my clients have thought about, that I've thought about and had to deal with. I'm sure you're thinking about them too sometimes. Bad bosses can seem incompetent, demoralizing, and make your job harder. I was having brunch with a friend, um, this was pre-COVID, 
And she was venting that her boss just didn't understand her job and made awful decisions that made her job harder. It was causing her more work. She felt it was causing them clients, that it was like they're in the biotech industry and it was delaying um, moving forward with some big initiatives that they had. And she thought that her boss was jeopardizing the entire department, if not the company, because of his approach and that he wasn't really well-versed in um, everything that she was well-versed in. He had a totally different set of expertise. So bottom line, she thought she needed to change jobs. She didn't think it made sense to report to someone who was less qualified than her, and in some ways, he could have been reporting to her. And I know she's not alone. I have had my own share of reporting to bosses, men in particular, that were great salespeople, but not great bosses. They were great at playing the game, great at being around um, their leaders, great at a lot of things that I wasn't necessarily great at. But at the end of the day, they just weren't great at building a team and having direct reports and fostering um, just a healthy, productive work environment. It was always kind of chaotic and stressful. And in some cases, they were even detrimental to my career. But assuming your boss isn't violating a law or policy, resisting your boss is really sabotaging your own success. Eek. Believe me, I've been there. I've tried every scenario only to find myself frustrated at the end of the day. When decisions were made without my consultation, when my expertise that was unique to the group was not consulted, when other people on the team were sought out for an area that was within my area of expertise, it sucked. Before you throw in the towel, demand a new boss, or move on, we need to get to the bottom line. Because the reality is, you may not like your boss where you're at, but you can't control who your boss is for the rest of your career. Chances are, at some point, you are going to run into someone else that you don't jive with or don't think is as qualified and, you know, isn't the best person for the job in your opinion. So one thing to remember is your manager is just your manager. They are in charge of people, but they are not the sum of you. They won't know everything that each of you and your team members know. So let's just get that out of the way. That is an unrealistic expectation that your manager is going to know everything that you and your team members know. Okay, they are not going to be you. They have not walked your path. So good managers are going to hire people on their team that are different from them, that offer a different perspective. So if that's you, we need to start using that as an advantage and leverage that instead of using it as something that you're resisting. Your manager has different responsibilities than you, And what if you thought that they were doing the best that they can? This is something that um, I had a client once who was really struggling with her manager and she felt that, you know, she just knew more than he did on some certain specific technical components and he kept making decisions that she was having to fix or she didn't understand why in meetings he would speak up and say things um, and they were technically incorrect. And... She would just get so worked up about it. And I asked her, you know, what would change for her and the way that she thought about him if she could believe that he was doing the best that he could? How could that serve her? 
And that simple question completely changed her perspective in the way that she looked at him. Of course, he still made decisions she didn't agree with or um, did things that didn't necessarily serve her or the team or the department. But when you take away the accusation and the blame and the he's so incompetent, he doesn't know what he's doing, he's messing with our team, he's making our life more difficult, and you flip that to he's doing the best that he can. It kind of takes the kind of personal element out of it. It allows you to approach it from a cleaner space, and it allows you to show up differently, right? It immediately removes some of the stress that you might have when you come from a place of compassion as opposed to a place of blame. So that is one thing to to think about is how could that serve you to kind of flip that switch. But I'm going to also provide you with three ways to approach this issue. So if you find yourself in this position, there are three things that you can do. You can do one or all of them. And so the first one is probably the least popular that you'll hear, which is to be aware of your own bias. It is natural to be self-biased. It's what your brain does. It's completely normal. It's actually impossible to not be self-centered because all of your opinions and your perspective are based on your life, right? Like think about what you bring to the table. Like you can be the most logical person in the world that analyzes data, that thinks that they are inclusive of everyone. But at the end of the day, your brain is your brain. You are seeing things in a way that only you see them. And even if you go find your friends or your coworkers to help validate that this boss is not good, it's still your perspective based on you and your life. So just keep that in mind. Everyone has biases and everyone is self-biased. You can overcome that and you can question it. That's the easiest way to do it is just to be in the practice of questioning yourself and being open to the possibility that the way you're seeing something is not the complete picture. So what are your boss's strengths? What was your boss put into this position for? Why are they in that role? What do they bring to the table that you don't? And how can you leverage them? This might be hard to come up with, so I really encourage you to take some time to think about this. I'm sure if you sat down and thought about it, you could come up with a handful of ways that they are qualified to be in their role and that they um, offer something different than you do. And so the key really is to be able to leverage them. If you really, really believe that you are smarter and more qualified, I will offer that I would think twice before escalating. Even in a speak-up culture, it, it pains me to say, but it rarely works and you put yourself at risk. Because in most cases, your boss has the ear of the higher-ups more than you do. So if you're thinking of talking to your boss's boss, they're having one-on-ones with that person. Um, they already have the, the kind of no like trust factor with them. After all, that person most likely chose them for the role that they're in. So they think at least at some level that they are qualified for that role. So you bringing up your thoughts and on their lack of qualification can reflect badly on you. 
where you can end up being seen as not being a team player, being self-centered, or that you're not respectful. And I know it shouldn't be that way, but it's human nature. It's just what happens. Think about if you know, you have a coworker who's a friend of yours that you think very highly of, that you think does the best work ever and really performs for the team, for the for the department. And you had someone that you didn't know as well come to you and say that you don't think that your friend is qualified for their job, that they don't think that your friend is qualified for their job. You're automatically going to have some resistance to that, right? Even in the best of intentions, even if you're inclusive, even if you are open to other people's perspectives, because of your connection to that person, you're going to have some resistance to someone else saying that they don't think that that person is qualified for their position. And then it's going to, you're going to probably wonder why is that person bringing that to you? Like, what is the problem that they want you to solve? Why aren't they able to work with that person, right? So if you put yourself in the shoes of the leader, the person that you would think to escalate to, it's not 100% that it's not going to work out in your favor. It's just very likely that it's not going to be of benefit to you to do that. Um, and to make it worse, once your boss knows that you mentioned something, your relationship will be fractured and it will be even more difficult to recover from it. So if you are really thinking, I'm more qualified for this person's job than they are, I'm smarter than this person, they're making bad decisions, really the first step is to check yourself, to know that you're self-biased, to acknowledge that, and to find the things, the strengths that your boss has that you can appreciate, and to think about how you might be able to leverage that. That is your very first step. The next step would be to identify the gaps that your manager has and fill them. How can you help your boss be better? If your boss isn't fitting the bill, how can you help them? How can you get your boss on your side? You don't need to do their job for them, but it doesn't serve you or the company for them to fail. If you can find a way to help your boss be the best that they can be, it helps everyone. Now, if your work is being used to cover up deficiencies of your boss, or again, if your boss is breaking a policy or law, of course, get your human resources department involved. But I'm not talking about bosses who are harassing you or who are doing things that are against company policy or unlawful. I'm talking about the bosses that are um, maybe not making the best decisions in your opinion, maybe... um, you don't think have the right level of expertise to be in their role, maybe are making your life and your work more difficult because of the decisions or lack of communication or whatever the issue is that your manager has. Those are the types of discrepancies that I'm talking about. So if you find something to connect on and that you can respect your boss for, that will go a long way. So remember, it's natural to go to the negative. Your brain is going to seek evidence that supports your thoughts, good or bad. So if you're going into your day, into your week, and just generally are thinking, my boss is a piece of shit, okay? You're thinking, my boss is crap, doesn't know what he's doing or what they're doing. Um, I know more than they do. I have to clean up their mess. Your brain is going to seek evidence to support what you already think. 
And it's going to delete or distort the evidence that does not support that thinking. So how can you find something that you have in common that you can connect on? What can you find that you can respect about your boss? This is only going to benefit you in the long run. I know they might get on your nerves, but how can you make your life and their life better? How might it actually make your day better? Think about this. Journal about it. Do whatever you have to do to pull out what their strengths are, what you can connect and respect about them, what their gaps are, and how you can fill them. Because going to your boss and saying, I think there's an issue in this area and this is what I think we could do to solve it or how can I help you with this problem or maybe it's what challenges are you facing right now that I can help with, that is going to show that you're a team player. That is going to show that you're looking at the team's overall success. That's going to show that you're connecting with your manager and that is going to improve that relationship and it's going to help you connect in a way that's going to help you see your boss differently and hopefully pull out some strengths that you didn't know that they had. The third approach is to get a mentor. So if your boss isn't giving you the coaching that you need, if because, for example, they um, don't know or have the same expertise as you and so you're not able to really learn from them, if you're not growing with them, get a mentor. Mentors can help you learn, give you insight into your blind spots, help expand your network, and they're proven to advance your development and growth. Mentees are promoted five times more often than those without mentors. Isn't that crazy? So having a mentor means that you are five times more likely to get promoted just by seeking out someone that can help you with your growth and building your network. There are so many benefits. I'm going to do a separate episode on just mentorship in the future um, because as someone has personally had mentors, has um, advocated for other mentorship programs, brought them into companies that I worked in in the past, I really am passionate about this. Um, I've been a mentor. It's just a wonderful thing. I started using mentors when I found myself reporting to someone who knew nothing about my work. It was like the fifth or sixth manager that I had had in just a few years. And he, in my opinion, um, didn't have the same type of qualification that I thought he needed to do the job well. And he didn't know anything about the space that I was an expert in and didn't really leverage it. And so I found a mentor. I went and sought a leader in in another part of the business that I could work with that would not only help me look at my own work differently and learn more about my expertise, but help build my network. And inadvertently, it advanced my career. You can also use this person to help you navigate tough days and circumstances at work. They may just help save you from completely giving up. So those are the three approaches. Be aware of your bias, help your boss be better, and get a mentor. So think about these approaches and which would work best for you. Maybe they all would. So how can you apply these today, this week? I would love to hear how you do with this. I invite you to join the Becoming Fearless Facebook community so you can share your insights and get support that you need that will help you with your career and with topics like this. It's filled with a hundred other women that are looking for um, working on their own goals, getting insights on their own brain and mindset. We talk about topics like this all the time. So to join, check the link in the show notes or search for Becoming Fearless on Facebook. 
That is all, friends. Have a wonderful rest of your week. Thank you.